WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Friday, September 8th. Here's the midday news from David First. A federal investigation finds New Jersey is still exposing veterans in nursing homes to serious and even deadly COVID-19 infections. WNYC's Nancy Solomon reports on the Department of Justice's conclusions. The feds investigated more than 200 COVID-19 deaths that occurred at veterans' homes in Paramus and Menlo Park, concluding there was inadequate infection control and medical care. Governor Phil Murphy fired top managers of the homes, but the scathing report says the new managers were not required to examine what went wrong and what needs to change. The state agreed last year to a $53 million settlement with the families of the veterans who died at the homes from COVID. Murphy says the treatment of the vets was appalling and that he's improved conditions there, but that there's more work to do. Hot and humid again today with a heat advisory in place until 6 p.m. And the sweltering heat is causing yet another day of early dismissals among students in the area. Several school districts in New Jersey are cutting kids loose ahead of schedule as they cope with high temperatures. That includes schools in Bloomfield, Madison and Union. In Connecticut, public school students in Stamford and Norwalk, among other towns, are doing the same. Uh, that's not the case here in the city. The Department of Education spokesperson says uh, New York City schools are not planning any early dismissals in response to the weather. 82 today. Yes, mostly sunny, still hot and humid, a high of 87 with heat index values as high as 95. And there is a 50 percent chance we could see some showers this afternoon. This is WNYC. I'm Terrence McKnight. Join me for a new season of the podcast where people tell stories about the classical music that shaped their lives. I'm Tom Hiddleston. My name is Natalie Joachim. I'm Marin Alsop, and you're listening to The Open Ears Project. You're going to meet some incredible people and maybe, like them, fall in love with a piece of music. The Open Ears Project. Listen wherever you get podcasts. For WNYC, I'm Michael Hill. All this week on this program, we're talking about community gardens, who they serve, what they accomplish, and what their future looks like. Producer Veronica Del Valle and I took a trip across the Hudson to Newark, where one community garden is trying to feed people in one of the state's worst food deserts. So we have kale, a couple kinds of kale, collards, fennel, 
To one side, there's a pair of school buildings. On the other, just blacktop. But on this three-acre block in Newark's Clinton Hill neighborhood, the Hawthorne Avenue farm thrives. Well, this is my first season, so I can tell you that we're producing just in leafy greens alone, about 200 pounds a month. Behind this all is Abaini Ramsey, Director of Urban Agriculture and Food Initiative for the Greater Newark Conservancy. The Conservancy manages the farm. Ramsey's only been in the role a few months, but the fruit of her labor and the farmers are everywhere. There's some beautiful peaches. Now that, that's a good peach. That's a good peach. There are more than 130 fruit trees on the property and about the same number of rows of crops which Ramsey works hard to maintain, but she's not the only one tending the fields. There are more than 200 raised garden beds at the Hawthorne Avenue farm. Members of the Clinton Hill community tend them like Badi Muhammad. This is beets here, of course, the cottage that I just picked. I've got cinnamon basil, sweet basil, uh, rosemary, and these are hybrid. The Conservancy rents out these hundreds of plots with priority going to those who live in the Clinton Hill community. The outreach takes off from there. Our goal is to make sure that every one of these garden beds is being utilized by somebody from the community. The beds cost $15 for the entire season. Muhammad says that money gets gardeners a lot of good perks. To feed piles of compost, they dump a big pile of compost right here so you can put in your own fresh dirt or soil. And they give you all of the tools you need. The wheelbarrows, the shovels, the rakes, the hose. And and at the greenhouse, at the conservancy, you can get free seedings at the conservancy, free plants to put in your box. Makata greens came from them. Muhammad grows massive collard greens, twice the size a person would see in the store. He says they're sweeter, sturdier. And Ramsey says the free, accessible supplies and cheap space also help attract a diverse range. How many different nationalities or countries would you say are represented here? I mean... A number of people from West Africa. I know of four gardeners who are from Nigeria. And then African-Americans. It's the United Nations around here. It really is. The diversity comes as no shock in Newark. According to census data, the city's about 48% black. Its Hispanic and Latino population is also sizable and growing. But the farm at Hawthorne Avenue is not just about multiculturalism. It serves to feed a community where access to fresh produce is inconsistent at best. Chase Ahad manages the city of Newark's sustainable food system program. The overall goal is to develop sustainable methods to keep people here in the city fed. Hodge works with the Hawthorne Avenue Farm and other urban agriculture sites throughout the city to help combat the crisis of food inaccessibility that plagues thousands of Newark residents. That's one effort, but also to really garner some creative ways and thinking about how we can be resilient and celebrate food sovereignty and food autonomy here in the city. According to state data, Hawthorne Avenue is on the outer edge of New Jersey's third worst food desert, Newark's South Ward. Though more than 40,000 people live here, Ramsey says access to high quality and fresh foods is scarce. It's not super fresh. A lot of these are seconds that are coming from distributors because they are on their last leg. So people are getting discounted produce, but it also doesn't have the vitamins and mineral content that it had at the time that it was fresh picked. Newark has $2 million of state money, which it received in 2022 to help in this effort. A big part of Hodge's job is managing this money, 
and making sure it helps communities and gardens like the one on Hawthorne Avenue. Hodge says other recipient organizations are also working in food distribution, nutrition education, and training programs. The efforts are all in service of the same cause. Success looks like addressing food insecurity with food security, where people feel like, I can do this on my own. And not only just growing on their own, but making choices that are leading to healthier lifestyles for themselves and their families, to feel as if the land that is available here in the city, that they do have access to it um, so that they can take skills and know-how and be able to feed themselves and their family. Hawthorne Avenue accomplishes it through the plot rental program and through the weekly farmer's market it stocks with crops grown on the farm. But the Greater Newark Conservancy is also collaborating with other organizations in the city to help share the wealth of knowledge they've acquired while tending this land. Edward DeBarros is a public high school teacher, but he's also an educator with the organization STEAM Urban, one of the groups working with the Hawthorne Avenue Farm. I like the analogy of cross-pollinating, you know, <laughs> our staff workers, yeah. Um, intertwining, merging these organizations, it's how Newark should be run in a lot of ways. Now he's a farmer, too, learning from Ramsey and ready to take his knowledge to another community garden in Newark. That's the garden's philosophy, too, growing and sharing. And if you show and share respect and love with people in the community, then they will share love and respect with this place. So it really starts with how we engage and how we view the community that we're a part of. Michael Hill, WNYC News. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.